are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. I'm Evan Klosky. Let's go. He's back. We are the host <laughs> of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. That was and is the voice of Evan Klosky, WTSP Channel 10 Sports Director, back from... Washington, D.C., was it? That's right. Yeah, was able to head out there with uh, Tampa Lightning and cover them for their first ever trip to the White House. Obviously, we had the Buccaneers uh, do the first ever trip for our city, uh, you know, uh, in, in July. So that's the second trip to the White House. And this one was great because it wasn't 95 degrees outside, which uh, the other one was. And you yeah. try wearing a suit and makeup in those temperatures. <laughs> on the South lawn for two hours. It's, it's, it's something. Yeah. Out, outside of uh Klosky having to wear makeup, he has the best job ever. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm yeah. telling you something. I'm telling yeah. you something. Everyone's going to laugh out there. You put on makeup and you, you know, you got some, maybe some stubble, you put it on. You're like, man, I, I understand exactly why women wear this all the time. It's tremendous. <laughs> all the blemishes are gone. My skin looks you know, fantastic. My my makeup is just the beard. So really, it's 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 Kevin who's at uh, who's at a disadvantage here with no facial hair. He's like, okay, this is how it is. Like I had no mustache, no soul patch, nothing. Yeah, you all might want to stop talking about facial hair and makeup and uh, <laughs> just. Let's let's move on from that. Nah, uh, fair enough. Locked on makeup. Before I dig myself, locked on makeup. Well, uh, we need to, we need some makeup for the Rays right now. They need some makeup games. Yeah, good yeah. transition. Nine and eight, Evan. Uh, what's been your take of? I know it's early. It's early. It's a hundred sixty-two game season. It's not a sixty-game pandemic mm-hmm. season. Um, there's been some up and down so far uh, yeah. in this season for the Rays. Well, first and foremost, let's just say that this is the third straight season that they've started nine and eight. Okay. And obviously the last two seasons have been just fine. So it's tough to kind of see through the trees uh, when we're so early and things don't look as great as they are. The one positive that I'll mention is they are, they've lost probably three games here because of bad fielding. If there's one thing that we expect the Rays to do long-term, it's to field well. I mean, Taylor Walls has three errors. And mm-hmm. and sadly, he's actually hitting like 280. I mean, his hitting is better than what it's supposed to be. And his fielding is worse than what it's supposed to be. I don't need Taylor Walls when you have everybody clicking. I don't need Taylor Walls to be hitting the cover off the ball. I need him to be making all the plays in the field and – those three errors, I think two of them cost were, were very costly in, in losses, if I remember off the top of my head. I mean, we just saw it with the game against the Mariners, who for some reason just had a hex on this team. But all they gave up eight runs. All eight of those should have never happened. Should have never happened. Wander Franco botches the easiest double play ball that he'll ever have. Uh, you know, G-Man Choi throws a ball four inches in front of him, and that also should have at least gotten an out at home. And, um, you know, Kevin Kiermaier misplays a ball in center field. There's just a lot of things where we our expectations for this team defensively outside of Brett Phillips when he's in the lineup 
I mean, they like they just are are make they're they're I mean they're just not making the simple play. Their fundamentals are way off. So yeah. the Rays are not a good enough team to beat opponents by messing up the fundies. So that that is their magic. People want to talk about how they do things so successfully with the the payroll and all this stuff. It's because they play great baseball, amazing defense, tremendous base running. They do all the little things. They're not they were never great situationally because they go right. for home runs and that's the concern right now is they're not hitting enough home runs. They are a squad who who likes to 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 barrel up and you know Zanino is a big old issue. <laughs> Oh, uh, before we get to that, because I do want to hit on that, I want to touch on the defense part that you're talking about. Um, I don't want to single out anybody because I think it's mostly been uh, across the team that the defense has not been really solid. But I have never been a a believer in Brandon Lau being above average as a second baseman. I just uh, I know me and Kevin d- differ on that. I just I. I stick him at first. I don't care that the guy isn't six two. Stick him at first. Like he is just barely average at second base, and the mistakes that he is doing, just you can't have that at second base, man. The the, the problem being is that you're supposed to, in that instance, trade the bat for fielding, which is fine because the guy should be bopping forty home runs this year at his peak essentially i mean if he hopefully he gets on a heater like last year and he's just bopping them out left and right but you know that's what you get with brandon Lau. um but the problem is it's exacerbated because people who we do expect to make plays are not either so when they're not making plays and he's not making the plays like i i know what my expectations are for brandon Lau, but but for wander and for and wander's tremendous so don't don't misconstrue this. I, I love that man, and and thank God the Rays have him because who knows where they would be to start the season without Wander Franco. But you know, for all intents and purposes, that loss against the Mariners is on Wander uh, to to a degree. Just like Nolan Arenado lost a you know a couple of days ago, that that was on him. The loss to the Mets in that crazy ninth inning. So I mean, great players can can make a, a blunder too, but um. I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm more upset with the walls errors over anything else because okay. this is the guy who's been so highly touted as the best fielder in the organization. He's dramatic. Like you can't be making three errors in the first 10 games that, you know, that's no. like the, that's the one thing you cannot be doing. So um, I, I don't expect that moving forward, by the way, that's why, again, all of this, I'm optimistic because I just feel like it's a lot of uncharacteristic stuff. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners, they get $50 off $500. Uh, This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Go to BlueNile.com today. Um, I want to touch on something, Ulysses, you mentioned. Uh... Moving Brandon Lau to first. So does that mean you would want to see Taylor Walls get all the reps at second? What's your what's your alternate play here? Uh, honestly, I think that would be a, a better suit uh, position for him, uh, second base for Taylor Walls. I, I think being a shortstop, it's, it's not the same as being second base, but that double play action is a little bit more close to what they're used to. Uh, then going to third base because we we know that with Joey Wendell, 
even though he was mostly used at third base in 2021 and basically, you know, he had a three B next to his name most of the time, he said he still felt more comfortable at second base. So I feel like for a guy like Taylor Walls, if you stick him at second base, that's good. And again, it doesn't have to be only Taylor Walls. There's a guy named Vidal Brujan who also you should probably have some space for him too. So you know, in the era of no Yandi or no Jiman Choi, which could be next year or maybe as early as August 1st after the trade deadline happens. Who knows with the race? <laughs> exactly. It could happen next. It could happen tomorrow. Yeah, you're right, Evan. Uh, then maybe then that's how, where I would want to put those 39 home runs in first base. Most of the, the 162. Just put, put them there and, and let them figure it out. I honestly, I've not watched a ton of Brandon Lau mistakes. I, I've seen other guys make more egregious errors than Brandon Lau so far this season. So I'd have to maybe go back to the highlights and watch that. I just, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that as well, Kev. I, I just, I think if you were to like tell me, hey, just give me like four thoughts off the top of my head, I just, one of them is not. Oh man, how bad defensively has been Brandon Lau? More so, like outside of the, I think the first series against Baltimore, where are the home runs, Brandon Lau? Uh, yeah, okay. From anybody, where's the yeah. home runs from anybody? Really? No, from you're right, and, and across I, the league. Yeah. I know, and and that's the problem is that I see it all the time on on social media as well, uh, like situational hitting. The the Rays, they don't know how to bring people in. It's just that's not part of their philosophy. They want you to, they want you to be aggressive, and if you stay aggressive, they want you will hit three run homers versus getting, you know, an RBI single. Like they, they, they are predicated on bombs and strikeouts. This is who they are. So um, that's what the frustrations were at this time last year. Yeah. You know, was that they were striking out a million times and that slowly decreased throughout the year. Um, but, you know, they're just, they're just not bopping any. I mean, Wander is leading the team right now with four and, we expect yeah. that in the future, but, uh, you know, I mean, Wander's probably going to hit, what, 20 this year? Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what his power numbers are going to look like this early in his career, but, you know, I, I think there's a discussion to be had also with, you know, probably keeping Wander at shortstop while he's young, and then we can get to, uh, you know, maybe in five years we're, we're on this podcast talking about how it's time for him to move over to third because uh, El Patron has beefed up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, T- Touching on that a little bit, uh, Evan, the lack of power that we've seen so far with the Rays. Um, of course, the Rays didn't bring back Nelson Cruz. They traded Austin Meadows. You expected Mike Zanino to take a step back. Can you really expect Brandon Lau to hit 39 home runs again? Uh, Randy's been struggling. Josh Lowe's been struggling. A lot of guys have been struggling. Um, and the Rays missed out on an opportunity to acquire uh, Freddie Freeman-esque type, you know, a, a game-changing middle of the order bat. Uh, do you think they kind of went a little bit overboard with the trades and transactions and not being able to fill some of those holes um, that – you know, you would think that unless they really thought they could have landed Freddie Freeman, putting all the eggs in the Freddie Freeman basket and they struck out there. My here's my thing. So first off, I, I, I don't think Austin Meadows has a bomb yet with Detroit either. So it's a big ballpark, though. It is a big ballpark, but I, I'm, I mean, he is at least hitting. Um, 
I, yes, yes. There is a there is a part of me that thinks, look, it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, they're trying to allow Josh Lowe to work out of it. Josh Lowe is a should be a twenty twenty player, you know, and he's yeah, not, like three years. He's not getting on base, and um, right. so that was a calculated risk. My only issue is it definitely seems like they got to a point where they were 1,000% committed to the fact that they were going to get rid of Meadows, didn't have a good deal in place, and just said, screw it, let's do it for the best we can get. You know, uh, Honestly, we're getting to the point where Paredes might, might need to come up and, and play because I think he's really the only person in Durham doing anything as well. And the sad part is he's always been tagged as sort of this quadruple A player. So it's not surprising that he's doing great in triple A's when he gets to the major league level. Does he, does he replicate that? Um, you know, I, I don't know how much longer you go with Josh Lowe before you have to send him back down to get his confidence back up. You know, I, it, typically, unless, you know, outside of Wander Franco, if you remember, I mean, he was batting in the 100s when he, 190, I believe, when he came up um, to the majors. You know, Josh Lowe is not Wander Franco. So, and there were certainly concerns about Wander too when we were like, uh oh, like he's not having success. And then he went on his toward, toward run. Um, but I, I think there was a, as of right now, uh, we'll see what happens with Lowe. I think maybe an overconfidence in what Lowe can do out of the gates. Yeah. I, I do think that they struck out a few times in making a big free agent splash uh, as far as like a, you know, a, a righty bat is concerned, uh, you know, a power bat. And um, this has been an issue for a while now with this team is not having a dude in the middle of your lineup who you can fortify there, put them, put their, put him there every night and just know that he's going to, you yeah. know, throw up 35 bombs. And, you know, at the end of the season, you, you know what you're getting. It's just, uh, it's just tough. Uh, you know, it, it's really tough right now because a lot of people are slumping. Yeah, I mean, one guy that we talked about in the first segment that I kind of want to point out right now is um, Mike Zunino. Uh, Kevin yeah. said we were expecting a step back. We, we Everybody was. And if you weren't expecting a, uh, a step back, then you got to watch more years of baseball because <laughs> that was a career year by Mike Zunino, and that's not going to happen ever again. That was his peak. Dude's not hitting 283. Dude's not hitting 183. He's hitting... 83. Yeah. And now with the shoulder 80. soreness. He's literally got like four or five more hits than us. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. You know, I, I, I joked around with Kevin the other day. You know, Mike Trout has only nine at-bats more in the playoffs than I do. So it's the same thing with, with Zunino right now. Four or five hits more than, than me yeah. in the show in 22. So mm. we don't know about the, the injury, how far that's going to get him off. But um, – What's going on with the, the backs up? Should we be worried about Zunino? Should we be thinking Rene Pinto could possibly be a, a good pickup right now for, for, for that position? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And, and you know, I'll say the similar thing, sort of what Kevin's question was. You know, we got we to gotta revisit both of these questions probably in, in like three or four weeks. And yeah. then I can have a better answer. It's just with Zunino, he's never hit for average, ever. He's always right. been home run or nothing, really. And and look mm-hmm. at last year. What did he bat last year? Like 200, 190? Two, two, no, no, I think he actually went 216, right, Kevin? 216. Yeah, yeah. He Was it, two, was it two, 216? 
Yeah, it well, was amazing for him. Two yeah. sixteen, and we're like, "Whoa, amazing!" <laughs> you know, I mean, so that's the the problem with Zanino. Is my guess is if you're in the Rays front office, Z is going to have a hot streak at some point. It's like you you building a fantasy lineup, and you have a guy on your bench, and you know that he's going to provide you home runs in a category, but you do not know when it's going to come. So what happens? You got to keep playing him. Because the moment he has that two home run game or like five homers in three games, you're going to benefit from it. But you it's just, a Zunino week, like Shark Week, the Zunino week. It is. Yeah. And he, he's going to have a tear at some point. We're going to be like, oh, he's back. And guess what? Yeah. He's going to crater again because that's, you know, that, and that's the problem with guys like that. It, you know, look at Joey Gallo. Look at, look at all these guys. You know, they're great when you look at the end of the season. I mean, Brandon Lau kind of touches on this a little bit, but he does more. Is that, yeah. Yeah, it's just the highs are high and the lows are low. And and I get it where when it you go throughout the entire season, I think, you know, Eric Neander and company would say, look, we get it. But he's a big, you know, when the highs are high, we're winning those games. So you have to count, you know, it, it you have to calculate that as far as the lows are lows, too. So it's frustrating to watch. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if, if Zanino is just going to bop 25 home runs and get out every other time – to me, it's not worth it. And, you know, I, I don't know. Renee Pinto has one game to his, his belt. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. already got more home runs uh, than Mike Zanino and a fourth of the hits. Um, so who knows? What's and Oppo. Oppo yeah, and power, power, too. Yeah. So uh, I like Renee Pinto. But, again, it's Renee Pinto. I, I'm not expecting – I don't know what to expect from him. But for sure, I mean, if we – you know, if, if the Rays need to put uh, – Zanino on the IL to make sure his biceps or whatever he's working through is a hundred percent good. Then, then do it. Give him, give him yeah. 10 days and just say, Hey man, like, like go work on whatever you got to work on and let's check out Pinto in the short term. Hey, and, and the sad part is Mejia, I would be saying more. I mean, he's going to come off the COVID list at some point soon, I'd imagine, but yeah. right now Mejia has got to play though. When speaking about fielding, the guy can't catch a ball, but that's the, <laughs> Right now, you got to make that trade off. Yeah. That that's also the concerning thing. Like Pinto may come up and hit, but how does he deal with and work with the pitchers? And is he? He probably isn't. I mean, he definitely. I can say this: he's not going to be as good defensively or working with the pitching staff as Mike Zanino is. So that's a big trade off as well. And if Mike Zanino is not healthy right now, and Mejia is still dealing with the COVID stuff, you basically got one healthy catcher. So you might even have to call up like a Ford Proctor or something like that to to pull the string out. And you very you yeah. might have to do that. You might have to do that. And you know what? If you're also looking for, you know, information on betting stats and where to put your green Skittles, betonline.net is your number one source for all of that stuff. First of all, of all, the latest sports developments, there are league reviews, there's news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from life betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. What uh, I think the race should do is uh, give uh, Klossky a call. He can, oh. he, can, he can hit some bombs. I oh, played like golf it. with him before. He can he can drive it far. We we need some homer. We need some power in this line. You know, besides yeah, we need something. We need something. You know, give a little boost there. Um, 
You know, it's funny. Uh, Ulysses and I had talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was one of our prop bets or just sort of a, a talking point that we don't think that a raised player, there won't be a single raised player that hits 30 home runs this year. Are we both in, are, are we in agreement on that? And, and Clausky, what do you Boy, um, The baseballs are not helping uh, people be powerful right now. I like at all. No, that's, that's certainly a factor. Uh, definitely around the league. I think uh, front offices are, are kind of weighing things a little bit down now, as far as having that power guy and maybe that power guy not being as powerful as, one would think. I'm sure they have numbers on like I don't know, like how many home, how deep you hit a home run or something. There's got to be some of that stuff. But yeah. uh, I, I still think uh, Brandon Lau is going to hit 30. I, I 30 I'm, from Brandon Lau. Okay. I will I will go to bat, uh, pun intended, I guess, uh, yeah. for for Brandon Lau. I, I I think he'll get there. But but the problem is is that's not enough. That's a f- as a first baseman, right? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I honestly have not, again, I've not watched I mean, every single inning. I've not seen anything and you know what? that They're says, not, oh my gosh, Brandon Lau is awful. It's, it's not like, it's, it's not the, the place that like, for example, like a wander bobble. It's not those types. I mean, just like the sliding and then underneath the glove, like he gets there, but because the glove is not actually down or to the left or to the right, like the ball is there. And what frustrates me, and I'm going to sound like a total boomer here. <laughs> but the score the game scorekeepers never never give errors anymore everything is a hit so you might not see in the box box score brandon lau error but boy oh boy if you watch balls that are to him and the glove is not down on the ground and it just gets scored a hit it happened twice in that mariners games twice he had the he had the chance yeah. And there was no, n- n- not not a catch to be made, and it just went as a hit. I uh, again, I'm just fully on. First off, I, I we have to roll back the table of last year of you anti Brandon Lau, and then all of a sudden my man went on a heater. So we can roll back that. Yeah, um, oh, was it uh, June six, June tenth, or something? It, it yeah. was it was something like we were we were in the middle of the season, and you were ready to cut bait. Um, oh my gosh! But again, I just I just think you have to you have to put everybody in their in their collective box of expectations, and I just think that with Lau, I think it's way more appropriate to talk about how he's not doing enough at the yeah. plate than him not doing enough in the field. It's just, ex- again, it's just exacerbated by what's yeah. happening around. And yeah, the exactly. other consideration too, is it's probably, I, I don't think, I know he's played a couple games at first, but it, you just wonder how it would affect his psyche and just another have to, I, I've got to learn on the fly to play first base. I, I don't think we can just stick him there and, and hope for the best. I think it's sort of like we go back with Wander and say, Hey, just leave him at short uh, because you want him to be comfortable. And I know he's a younger player and he's a different player, but maybe the same for Brandon Loud too, where he's your second baseman, leave him there. That's that's where he's been most comfortable at. Why upset the apple cart there? And, and who's to say that Vidal Brujan will be as good at second base? Taylor Walls certainly, I think. But, you know, when you add in the bat or lack thereof, you just wonder, and, and how many plays are you going to be able to, to make? In a well, if Vidal Brujan can handle center field, and Brandon Lau has never played center field since maybe what high school. I would think I would put green skittles that Vidal Bruhan could be a better athletic defensive glove at second base than Brandon Lau. Okay. Maybe in time, but not immediately. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you would have to take a lot of reps at again, the off season stuff. 
off-season stuff. Yeah, you yeah. give that first baseman glove to to Bryn Lau right after the World Series trophy in 2022. You give him the first baseman get, uh, glove and go, hey, this is you now. This is who you are. I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not sold on this either. Yeah, I got to go back and, and look at stuff. That's there. okay. Um, Evan, all all this said, the Rays are nine and eight as of this recording right now. And you mentioned yep. that's the the record that the Rays have had the last three years. Uh, looking at the stands, do you think they can muster up enough to make a playoff run, to win ninety games, to? finish maybe not tops in the ALEs, but be in contention. We have to understand the Rays are, you know, head is still slightly above water despite a rash of injuries on the pitching staff too. So you assume you get a couple of those guys back, then maybe you're in business. Um, So I guess there's a positive in that lens, but you know, it's a long season too. My concern with the Rays ultimately goes back to what I was concerned with last season as well, before entering the postseason. They did nothing to address starting pitching, and I get it. Now is the time where starters go four innings and you go with your bullpen, two, 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 two. But, again, that is a formula that gets you through the regular season. It's not a formula for you to win a World Series. Why did they make the World Series that year? They had Charlie Morton. They had Tyler Glass now. They had all these pieces. Uh, who's the third guy in that, that rotation? Blake Snell. Thank you. Blake Snell. <laughs> I, I, right there. Um, you, no, you go to San Diego and people forget about you. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, and to be fair, it looks like the Rays kind of made a good deal there, even though they yep. have, you know, I mean, they still haven't. I mean, we don't know what Patino is, but, um, but still, it's just that's how you win playoff games. Now, you can hope that McClanahan, Boz, and Glass now can turn into that, but knowing the Rays, Glass now won't be a part of the long-term plans for the team. And then they'll have Bradley, and then they keep. By the time that those guys are ready, then they're going to ship McClanahan off. And it, you just like, I get it. I, like I, they just, you need at some point, um, management needs to say we have to go for for playoff championships and not just making it to the playoffs. And at some point, you got to take that leap. Of, of getting that because I do think if you know by the way if Glass now returns this year it's probably going to be in a relief role he's yep. probably going to have about an inning or so in him as he works his way back we don't expect him to be back until September even if he makes it back so that's if everything goes right um, but at the same time you're entering the playoffs with the same group of names McClanahan probably Boz probably Rasmussen and is that good enough? And I'm going to argue no when no. you look around the league and you see what the, what the Mets have or, or I, you know, the, the Blue Jays, you know, even like having Jose Berrios come out. And, and, Does Kluber change that for you? Not really, because I don't expect Kluber to be healthy all year. You know, I mean, I said this about Rich Hill last year and I was wrong. I mean, I always said Rich Hill's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. He never did. So, yeah. I was, you know, didn't happen. But. History has proven that Kluber is not going to be healthy. And Kluber, to me, still is a flashier flash there. He's going to have a good start. You know, he's probably like a better Michael Waka, to be honest. So I, he he may be, I think, if he can make it that far into the postseason, maybe just a, a switch turns on. And it's like, 
oh, we got the old Kluber, the, the playoff juices are running. So, I mean, at least he's got like that experience, but I just, I'm, I'm more worried about how this team is going to get through the season with their arms. And I think a lot of the reason why, again, they, I mean, they, look, they've lost games because of fielding, uh, base running, but yep. also I, I don't think their 28 man is as strong as it was last year. Because whether it's, you know, the Mazas or the, the Phoenix Sanders, who, and, and he's been yeah. fine. At the end of that kind of bullpen, they haven't found, they were able to kind of rotate those guys at the bottom of their, uh, at the bottom of their bullpen. They would, they would help out. I mean, we had, you know, Lewis Head last year was amazing. Yeah. And yep. This year is just, they kind of get in those spots and the, the guy comes in and he's just not good enough. It, a run comes off or, you know, two runs come off. Yeah. And, um, but overall, I, the pitching the pitching has not been really the, the bigger issue here. Well, it's, when you uh, don't adequately replace uh, Colin McHugh and Joey Wendell and Austin Meadows and Nelson Cruz, uh, you're probably not going to be as good of a team as you were the year before. Uh, if you like the sound of that voice, Evan Klosky, well, we got good news for you. He's going to be back on for the Friday episode as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen to the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow.